Welcome to Snares Book Prep Uncovered, the podcast where we talk with staff, pupils and parents to understand more about life at the school. I'm Simon, the host, but in each episode I'll be joined by Ralph Dalton, head teacher of the prep school, which means we'll be having a bit of a three-way conversation with a different guest each week. In this episode, we're joined by Joe, head of music at the school. But first of all, before we bring him on, Ralph, it's good to be here with you. How are you doing today? No, I'm, I, I'm really excited, uh, Simon. It's, it's great to do these and uh, looking forward to talking about having a chat about music and its importance. Um, now, before we bring Joe on, I wonder whether you can just tell us a little bit about him as a person, so, you know, how long he's been at the school and what his role is within the school, what he, what he does. Yes, of course. Uh, so uh, Joe, Joe joined us just after Christmas. Christmas 2020, is that? Uh, yes, uh, it's really hard, this whole lockdown thing. I've got no concept of time anymore. Yes, it's, <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're, we're one term in at the, okay. at the time of recording. Yeah, so he's been with us for a term and he's uh, trained at the Guild School uh, of Music and Drama. Um, he's sort of, his specialism is vocal studies and composition. Uh, I think he's done a few Christmas performances mm-hmm. uh, as a performer. Uh, and I think he's recorded with Catherine Jenkins, if I'm right. Oh, OK. Um, so, yeah, he brings a great body of professional knowledge, technical knowledge um, and just a real warmth and desire to inspire children to sort of make music and, and enjoy it, which is mm. you know, what we're really looking for. OK, well, how about enough of us? Shall we bring Joe on and then find out what he's got to say? I reckon that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> All right, let's do that now. Joe, thank you for being here. How are you doing today? Hello, good morning. I'm very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Good. Joe, we've got a few questions that we that we wanted to ask you. And I'm going to crack on actually with the first one, which is this. Some people might say that music is a bit of an add-on lesson. In what ways do you think it complements academic life at school? Super. So, I mean, music, it often gets that buzzword, doesn't it? That it's kind of an extra. It's something extra that we just do on the side we just play around for a, for an hour or so but if you think about it music is kind of all the subjects in one it touches on everything it's maths it's rhythm we're doing big equations but instead of using numbers we're using little blobs and sticks um it's english we're telling stories we're we're, we're using languages we're communicating uh, we're creating ideas if it's science we're talking about the physicality of the voice it's biology if it's physics we're talking about instruments how does how is sound made how is sound produced it's computing if we're um, learning one of those digital processes in which we use to sort of um, to f- fuel our ideas shall we say so it's, it's kind of it's all subjects in one it's so important to academic life in, in a school um, for the early years it's it's brain development it's making those social connections um, it's learning, learning discipline. It's learning discipline and concentration. And we're then teaching the children to ask questions and be inquisitive and create things. Are you offended by that sense that it's not an academic subject? Not at all. Not so. I mean, I have parents too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all wondering what I'm doing. I mean, I was just thinking because for me, first of all, music is. I think this is the point Sir Ken Robinson makes in his TED talk that. You know, what is more human than expressing oneself? Quite, yeah. Our ability to connect with other humans is fundamental to actually who we are as a species, but also, you know, in a work sense, going into the future, um, that's going to be invaluable. And I think that music and arts and, you know, the arts generally are about 
making connections. Um, it's also about, you know, like you mentioned, like the collaboration. I think that's a huge, huge element. Um, it's dealing, I think, I also wonder, as you were talking, I was thinking about my own sort of musical experiences and dealing with anxiety, you know, so performance anxiety and that sense that, yeah, I am really nervous about this and that's okay. And actually, I'm going to look for a way to try and turn it into a positive. And I think those are some, you know, those are vital skills as well. And not to mention the fact that you've got the social element, the friendships that are created around what you're doing. And I don't know about you, but I've always loved the uh, the fun that comes in the rehearsal space. Oh, that's, um, that's, that's the best moment. <laughs> Joey, tell us a little bit more about that rehearsal time that you have in school and how that compares to a performance time. It's all about the, the rehearsal time. It, the performance is just what happens at the end. Um, so, you know, we are, we are playing. We, we talk about players as, uh, as, as actors. We, we are players or we are players as musicians. We are playing. We are playing with, uh, with sound uh, and with then the material that we're, we're taking forward into a performance um, element. So actually learning the songs is one of the more exciting bits of the process because you start off with this big piece of music, um, sometimes quite complicated, um, but then being able to break it down um, for, for the children in, in, in little bits and seeing how quickly they can pick up on, on, a, on a song, for example. Mm. Um, it's a very exciting process to see week on week how much we can build it up to get to that performance-ready um, state because you can't just go in day one and go here's here's the song go it's 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 a process it's a process and seeing different children flourish at different times is is, is really wonderful I mean I was going to ask also about creativity and how music and the arts develop creativity within us or children well it's finding confidence in creating there's a reason why some of the best creators and the best creative thinkers in the world all have music as part of their lives um, so I think it was um, Steve Hayden that credits his famous um, sort of Apple commercial, I think in, 19, in 1983, 84, um, by saying, um, uh, what does he say, ensemble playing trains you quite literally to play well with others and know when to solo and when to follow. So you've got these amazing creative thinkers, and, and if I've been through a list from an article of the New York Times this morning, and it just lists them off one by one and what they play, or what they did play, and they might not have music in their lives as, 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 a, as a performance element now, but this wonderful process, they've learned to listen, they've learned to create, they've learned to uh, let other people create, and then know when to solo themselves. I mean, that's so interesting. I was listening to a, an interview with John Cleese. He's written a book on creativity and how it can uh, help business, and he was very much talking about the process of when you're being creative everything is possible and you go through the he had there were four stages and somebody else referenced another model but basically sort of like a an incubator sort of a generation idea an incubation phase a phase of development where you sort of hone down on which bits would work and which bits wouldn't and as he was talking I was just thinking very much about the problems you know we might face at school we've you know been through the whole online learning and just thinking right oh how are we going to do this and it was sort of everything is possible at the beginning just that creative space everything is possible and most of this will not happen or it won't be possible but what if it was and then that Mm. second stage of sort of bringing some more critical thinking to it 
But I, I, I think his point was very much when you are practised in being creative, you're brave to not fear failure or the rubbish ideas. You know, you're prepared to accept or tolerate all the bad ideas you're going to generate before you unearth an idea that looks like you could take it a bit further forward. Quite. I mean, definitely we have to make a, a thousand fails before before a good a good little egg comes through, hey? Mm. <laughs> Joe, do you find that as children get older in school, their willingness to accept those failures gets harder for them? Yeah, it, it's a tricky one. Uh, we forget how hard it is growing up, actually. Um, uh, we, we think it, we, maybe we think it's, it's plain sailing, but it was, I remember it was really difficult, especially as you go through, as you go through those changes as you, as you get a little bit older. So, so yeah, definitely. And this layer that we put on ourselves of, of what failure is and expectations um, what what they are, you know, a, a lot of a lot of what we we naturally do closes down. So that, that as as children get 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 older and move into their move into year five year six and then go on to 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 uh, to their next school, that is that is when we start um, we start seeing things close down. If we've got our year year twos, they will do anything, but our year sixes might not do everything. And there's that layer. That's that layer, and and that's we, we've got to try and unpick that sometimes. And, and and a lot of the time is unpicking that and, and learning how to communicate again, and we've got to relearn it. And then again, as adults, we have to relearn it again because mm. it's different again, isn't it? The way we we interact as adults. So how does it make you feel then when a child has struggled to try something for that fear of failure, and then they actually do go ahead and 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 they either fail but they're okay with it, or they actually succeed when they they were worried that they might fail. How does that make you feel when you see that happening? Oh, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful moment. Um, so just before Christmas, I had I had a student in one of my um, one of my classes um, away from Snaresbrook who who was was doing this recording project that we were doing, um, and I we did the, the filming and we did the, they recorded at home and then we recorded in the studio because of the COVID, and uh, I showed them the the final product. And and she she was watching it in in the class, and she goes, "Sir, I'm gonna be a meme," and was just absolutely <laughs> thrilled by the idea that she might be. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> she had done something that was bigger than than than, than she ever thought. She was coming to a, an after school club, and mm. she the the notion that she had done something bigger than than the after school club and that might might be seen by more people was it's just amazing just that sudden realization what <laughs> uh ralph one of the things that you mentioned there was uh, sir ken robinson and and also john cleese i'm going to put a link in the show notes to that video for uh, by ken robinson so if you're listening to this and you want to check that out then please feel free to check out those show notes and then you can watch that i believe that that's the still the most watched ted talk of all time i think it might be that i mean it certainly gets referenced like that it's very funny yeah um joe <laughs> you've talked about the academic side of school life and how music can help that but how does music help children for life after snaresbrook prep school in things outside of the academic side of life certainly so it's 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 training us to communicate with each other um so that we might be able to have the, a wonderful conversation with whoever's serving us our coffee in the morning as we will be able to have a wonderful conversation in a business meeting for example or, or to whomever we're talking to um, but then on the flip side it's the ability to juggle lots of things at the same time so if you're doing 101 million projects at school and and they're all music projects or drama projects or art projects or, or whatever hmm. you're learning how to do lots of things at the same time and that that comes across in a in a way for us in a modern workspace 
that's that's what we have to do all the time, isn't it? To have a million things on our plates and juggling juggling hats or or hoops at the same time. Um, so it's really instilling that from from a nice young age that we have lots of projects going on, and they're not all going to be amazing. Some of them are going to be really good, and some of them are going to be nearly really good <laughs> and some of them you know otherwise but we've got to keep them juggling we've got to keep juggling those hats um mm. and that way you know music being for everyone it's a wonderful you know training environment that we can create um to to, to provide those those spaces and those hats yeah i think simon also i was thinking just when you move from your primary setting to your secondary setting it's a great way to make new friends um particularly i think if you're slightly introverted um which isn't to say that you're unsociable it just means you're less likely to walk across the room and introduce yourself to someone whereas if you're in a an ensemble or you're brought together there's a focus to be there and it makes it comfortable to talk you've got something to talk about makes us interesting doesn't it it makes it, it gives you something to talk about and i and I'd, i still would say i mean joe's highlighting all the the positive and practical aspects of music but i still say every single one of us is equipped to sing and pretty much i reckon probably almost every single one of us have a quiet sing when we think nobody's listening and it brings great joy i mean i you know i sing terribly but i love doing it and i think actually what do we want out of life we want to be happy don't we and being able to express yourself and do something that is enjoyable and brings joy particularly when you start doing it in groups gives us that community doesn't it gives us that community and sharing of the values as well you know we're all singing together it's togetherness that obviously we don't have a lot of together at the moment but it gives us that sense of community that sense of belonging that sense of together so even if yeah you don't have to be a, a pop star to enjoy singing <laughs> to enjoy music but even during those times of 2020 when when the whole world was locked down there were numerous videos that were being posted up on social media where there were disparate choirs all coming together and singing together and and even that was a very much a coming together and in many ways quite a lot stronger because all of a sudden there were people being connected in uh, virtual singing groups that wouldn't normally be connected to each other with other people around the world and being able to share that then with lots of people all around the world as well quite yeah and we've had a go at, we've had a go at doing one as well um simon during the during the winter um recording at home and then sort of putting it together as, as a final piece um you know obviously aside from the technical <laughs> the technical woes um but it was a wonderful opportunity yeah in the midst of being apart how together we could be and then some of the work that the children have been doing at the moment so they've been writing some of their own lyrics from conversations that they have had with people so we got them to have conversations with people in their community people they haven't spoken to for a, a while or people who could need uh, could need that voice and they need to hear from them and then they took some notes from that and then they have created lyrics which have then gone into a big melting pot um, to produce a final song, which um, I think most of them have heard now, but maybe some of them haven't quite yet. Um, mm. But they will they will sing that later on in the year. So that's that's kind of um, an evolution of, of, of that communication or that um, being togetherness that has, has fruited something out of just some conversations with mm. people. I also, I mean, I have no, I have no academic evidence or touch point for this, but I do wonder again about whether it's again a balance of skills or maybe even a balance in the brain between you want both sorts of hemispheres working and being developed equally. Um, we need that balance. 
And I think music can develop bits of us that other subjects can't. Quite, yeah. Left, left and right brain and then left and right brain talking to each other. Uh, <laughs> all, all kind of challenged in, 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 in music and definitely a lot of the games that we, that we play that we play trying to get those things to work together that, that then feel academic feel academic it comes hand in hand Joe a little bird tells me that you like musical theatre what's your uh, favourite uh, uh, musical uh, uh. that you've seen my favourite musical Simon well I, I, I do love a good musical I think I, I really love West Side Story, Simon. It's the, it's the classic Romeo and Juliet, and uh, you know who doesn't love to dream? You know this situation where the completely divided communities is kind of brought together by 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 a classic love story. Joe, which other musicals have you seen and enjoyed? Oh, so um, so I'm a big uh, Les Miserables fan. Um, I'm still waiting for my audition, um, <laughs> but uh, one day, one day, and I do love the Phantom of the Opera. It's brilliant. Uh, I went to see that when it came on tour to Plymouth, and that that fueled me going to music college. Um, and then, I mean, I've se- I have to be honest, I'm a bit of a nut and have seen most things that have been playing in town for the last few years. Um, so I really enjoyed Company, the Stephen Sondheim musical a few years ago. Really enjoyed that one. Um, and then Come From Away, which describes the events of 9/11, but from a different oh, from, in from, from Canada, isn't it? In, in Canada, yeah, yeah. And it's this wonderful story of uh, worlds colliding. Um, in a remote town in Canada. And I'm dying to ask, what are you playing on your iPhone at the moment? If I picked up your iPhone and maybe looked at the last five albums that you've, <laughs> that you've been playing, what would I find? What would you find? Well, you would find probably songs from, from the next musical that we're doing in school, to be, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> Come, Come From Away is on there. That's that, that was the last one on the tube ride home. Sondheim's Company and a musical called Big Fish as well. I've been listening to recently for the uh, for the orchestration. I've been been playing doing some orchestration workshops online, and uh, it was it was one of our tasks was to listen to Big Fish. <laughs> awesome, I love it, Joe. Thanks for sharing what's on what's on your phone, Ralph. What's on your phone right now in terms of music? I knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> do you know what I think? I did. There was a bit of Ollie Murs with uh, featuring Snoop Dogg this morning as I walked in. Right. Okay. I, I would better leave it at that then, Ralph. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great talking to you. I really appreciate your time. Pleasure, gents. Thank you very much. <laughs> and Joe has gone. Ralph, wasn't he good? Oh, I mean, Joe's been an absolute find. Mm. I think from the first moment I spoke to him, his passion for music, his passion for developing children to enjoy Mm. music came across he's steeped in sort of you know technical music ability you know he knows he knows what he's talking about so which is great because lots of our pupils are aspiring we're not aspiring but they're they're quite technically adept anyway and we're looking to keep them moving and it's one of the things that I think independent schools generally do much better than the state sector simply because they have a music specialist and you know, that gives that specialist a an understanding of how to differentiate and keep challenging children. Mm. Whereas if you're a class teacher who picks up the music scheme of work, mm. you don't have that knowledge and it makes it very difficult to keep you know, put the next step in front of the in front of the child. So mm. yeah, no, Joe's Joe's brilliant. He brings a real energy. You should hear the assemblies on a on a Wednesday when he's doing singing and <laughs> I'm sure you can imagine just from the chat. And it's great, of course, you know, when, when, when you ask someone like that what they are playing on their phone, that, you know, that they're in, you know, completely enveloped in music in their whole life. You can just tell that from what he says and how he says it too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one of the things I was 
I'm always nervous with uh, with music sort of specialists is because they are really keen. Um, you know, music's so important. Sometimes the output can be the focus, mm-hmm. and I think that can sometimes make children nervous about performing because it's all about the quality of the outcome for some music Mm. specialists and what I really liked about Joe was whilst that is important and it's got to be there's a time and a place for it I mean I think he used that phrase didn't he what did he say he said the performance is the final outcome but actually it's all about the rehearsal that journey Mm. and how you keep children confident in that so they are willing to make those mistakes because you really only you only learn to pitch a note better when you're singing by missing it a few times don't you and you think no that (laughs) didn't work oh that one's a bit too high oh there it is that's the one (laughs) yeah yeah um and and he had a he came across to me as just having a a real sense of that and a balance Mm. to that and i thought that's a you know one of the things we we're trying to build an environment at Snaresbrook Prep or, you know, build upon the environment at Snaresbrook Prep that is very secure for children to make mm. mistakes mm. so they can then challenge themselves. And in doing that, they are then able to build their self-esteem because they think, well, I don't know if I can do it, but they've had a go and they mm. succeed, you know, to certain degrees and they think, well, that's OK. Yeah, that mm. worked out OK. And so the mm. next time they're faced with a challenge that they think, I don't know if I can do it, they think, well, I'll have a go because I didn't know about the last one. And mm. that turned out mm. OK. So... I think, you know, Joe, I, you know, Joe, Joe's been a real find. Mm. Well, look, we're going to bring this episode to a close now. But if anyone listening wanted to find out anything more about uh, life at Snaresbrook Prep or or indeed music, then what's the best way for them to get in touch? I guess the website, um, snaresbrookprep.org. There's the telephone number. If you want to see us in person when we can, um, ring up and uh, I'd be delighted to show people around. Awesome. OK. All right. Thanks, Ralph. Let's bring it to a close. And if you're listening and want to subscribe or uh, follow this channel, then please do so. It just means you'll be notified the next time there's an episode released. But in the meantime, bye for now. Ralph, do you want to say bye for now as well? Oh, okay. Bye for now. (laughs) 